0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. In reading the uh, text for this service today, a few things stood out uh, to me. One, uh, the beginning of the epistle to the Corinthians in chapter 16. where St. Paul says, brethren, be watchful. Stand firm in your faith, be courageous and be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Wow. To us as individuals, but to as a community. You hear that word to a community. Be watchful, stand firm in your faith, be courageous and be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Beautiful. He concludes this by saying, the grace of the Lord be with you. Because this cannot be done without the grace of God. We cannot do these things. You know, they would be good uh, objectives. It would be great uh, opportunities you would put out in front of you this is what I'm going to try to do. But without the grace of God, to do them consistently and well, we don't have a chance to do that. So we need the grace of God. And then in the Gospel text, its conclusion, the very stone which the builders rejected has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is a quote from the Psalms. But the beautiful thing about this is the stone is Christ. He's the head of the corner. And the question I asked myself was, is he the head of my corner? Is he the head of my corner? Because if that's the case, then things are very different. Need to be very different. I need to look at life very differently. If he's the head of my corner, he then becomes my director. He's like the keel for me. He's the one that drives me and drives me. And, 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 uh, and I need to learn to be sensitive to that. So to us today, by the grace of God, by our union in Christ, by this union in God, we can be watchful, we can stand firm, we can be courageous, we can be strong, we can do all things in love. And Christ can become and is will, and will be for us the head of the corner. Okay? This is critical to us. That we understand this reality that God is the head of the corner and he's the head of our corner, and then he directs us. So what's this mean to us? It means very simply that you need to pay attention all the time to God in you. Because he's directing you. The soul, beloved, never is neutral. It's always moving. It's moving toward God or away from Him. And you can feel it. Have you ever felt your soul move away from God? Have you ever felt your soul move to God? We need to be sensitive to that. That becomes a very, very critical piece for us in our salvation. So God is in us. God is united to us. And we need to understand that that becomes then our guiding principle. Is my soul moving Godward? When I think those thoughts, when I say those words, when I do those things, is my soul moving Godward? If it is, thanks be to God. If it's not, I need to make some corrections because I need to be sensitive to what direction my soul is going. So this becomes very, very important to us, I think, for us to understand this. Because God beloved dwells in us. He, there's a place in us, the noose, the heart of the soul, where God lives. That place is real. It's, he's mystically present in us through our baptism in Christ. We're united to him. So put your finger in the air. Everybody. And put it right there. That's where God dwells. Really. Really. He is there. A little over that way. Hand. Move, move your hand a little bit that way. Andrew. There. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's the place. We need to understand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you later, John Ronan. So, the important thing is that we, we have to get it. He lives in us. And he, in that living in us, he directs us. We, we, just, we can't just ignore that fact, that that place is real. You know, it's interesting, how real is it? There's a beautiful little commentary uh, on St. Seraphim on his, con- uh, on his conversation with Montevilla. In this conversation, it's very beautiful, Montevila is asking the question, St. Seraphim is responding, and all of a sudden, they both are caught up in the spirit. And St. Seraphim realizes this. And he says to Montevila, how do you feel? <laughs> He's like, he says, I feel really good. He says, no, no, no. How do you feel? He says, I feel calm and peace. He says, that's the peace of God. That's God in you. And then he goes on, he says, well, how else do you feel? He says, I I feel sweetness. He says, that's the sweetness of paradise. He says, well, how else do you feel? It was like, this is a great conversation. He says, well, I feel joy. He says, that's the joy of the kingdom. Well, how else do you feel? He says, I feel warm. He says, that's the light of God. That's the warmth of Christ. How else do you feel? (laughs) He says, go through this list, it's great. He says, well, I smell something. He says, that's the fragrance of heaven. It's a real place, beloved. We even have a description of what it's like to be in it. Now, we may not have that experience like Montevilov and St. Seraphim had, but maybe bits of it. But we have to understand that this is a real place and it has a real environment. And by the grace of God, and in our humility and our love for God, he may bring us to these, these, these realizations. But the point is, beloved, that the place is real. And you need to understand that you need to find it and allow it to govern you. So, again, I want to encourage you this way, that the soul is always moving toward God or away from God. I'll tell you a story about this. I came back from vacation many, many years ago. Father Richard Ballou was my spiritual father then. And as many of us do, we come back from vacation and it's like, well, I lost my prayer. I, you know, I feel like I'm just out of sync spiritually. <laughs> Typically, as Father Richard, he said, Father Nicholas, you never take a vacation from the spiritual life. You never take a vacation from the spiritual life. And that's when he told me, The soul always moves. It moves toward God or away from God. And you need to pay attention to that. On vacation, you can't just let the soul move away. (laughs) You have to be vigilant and keep the soul on track in that place with God so it's moving yourself toward God and doing that which is right and good. So, Let me give you a couple of examples of this. Uh, So what I do say and think, uh, I need to understand that all those things are going to either move my soul toward God or away from God. So I'll give you an example. Say you're angry. You're angry. Maybe even bitterly angry. And you go to pray. How do you do? Very well. You know why? What did anger do? What did anger do? It moved your soul. It moved it away from God. And when you turned to God, you were away from Him. So what do you do? You repent and you love. What does love do? When you're loving and kindly, and even towards the folks that we struggle with, when you're loving and kindly, what's the soul doing? It's moving back to God. Wow, you can do this. You know, anger, love. So if somebody's uh, offended us, and we need, we, we hold on to that sense of revenge and somehow want something bad to be done to them. <laughs> but have mercy on us. So many movies are based on that, by the way. If you watch a movie, you know, they show us something bad happening and the whole plot of the movie is to destroy the bad people. you know. And you really love it when it happens. It's like, this is not good. Revenge. Okay, what's the soul doing when it's feeling revenge? You tell me. It's Moving away. What's the soul do when you forgive it? What's it do? moves toward God. You can even feel it when you say it. Lord, I forgive them. Lord, don't hold that against them and don't don't let me hold on to that sin. And your soul moves Godward. What about envy? You know, we have have people in our lives that have more and that have a blessing uh, and we hold on to a spirit of envy. What's the soul do? moves away. But when we start thanking God, thank you, Lord, for, the, for what you've given to me. And maybe even those things that I want, I sh- if I got them, it wouldn't be good for me. So I thank you that I don't even have them. Thank you, Lord. Gratitude, what's gratitude do? Moves the soul toward God. So you can do this. I want to encourage you to pay attention to this, to pay attention to the soul and its movement in When you pray, when you speak, when you think, when you act, be be aware of what the soul is doing in all those situations, and you will find yourself moving more and more toward God and less and less away from him. It will disturb you that you're moving away from the one who loves you, from the one who loves you and cares about you. I don't want to move away from you, Lord. Please help me. Draw me back, draw me back. So what happens when we find some habit in us that continually kind of moves us away, where we become almost desensitized to the soul's movement? What happens then, when we're kind of impassioned about something? You need to repent. You need to repent and repent very, very deeply. Very deeply, and maybe over and over again. Not that God doesn't forgive, but sometimes, you know, our injuries are so deep that it, made, it needs more repentance. And it's a little bit like if we see an onion, how an onion has kind of got these layers. Okay, the first repentance takes the first layer, the second repentance, the, third, the second layer, the third layer, fourth layer. Maybe we have to keep doing this, and that's okay to do because we need to get down to that place where that sin is finally dismissed in us. And we have to make a very strong commitment in that to then begin to practice the virtue that was being inhibited by this passion. Whatever that passion might be, we have to make a very conscious effort to to practice the virtue. Again, if it's anger, we need to practice love and be vigorously, ruthlessly practicing it. If it's envy, we need to practice gratitude. If it's lust, we need to practice chastity. If it's, uh, what, Whatever that sin is, pride, we need to practice humility. So these things are in front of us, beloved. So in conclusion, I want you to be very sensitive to how your soul moves. Does it move toward God by what you do say or think? Does it move away from God by what you do say or think? And use it, use that movement to help you live the Christian life. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.